Hello guys, welcome back to the Let's Feast Food for Thought Podcast. This is episode number 15. I am yours truly, Mr. Paul Jahogany, and guess what? I got some more food for you. Welcome back to the table. Let's feast. Guys, I'm so excited today. You want to know why? Because as of today, December 15, 2019, it marks the three-month anniversary of the first day I started my podcast. Holla if you heard me say what? <laughs> it marks... The three-month anniversary since the first day I started my podcast. And guys, I could I could not have gotten here without all of your support. All Every single play that you guys give me every single week, whether you're a repeating customer, whether you're a new customer, I appreciate every single play because it, it, it validates the reason why I do this. Like I mean, I was going to do it anyway, but you guys have put the battery in my back to keep doing it because I'm actually giving you guys useful information. You guys let me know on my social medias, my DMs, my everything. Um, rather live in person, whether I see you out and about. I appreciate all you guys for coming back every single week. It means so much to me. I can't I can't tell you how much it means to me. So thank you guys. We're celebrating as of today, episode number 15. We're celebrating it, and it's kind of crazy that I think about it because it's the 15th of December and Three months ago, it was the 15th, so it's like, it's a holiday, and it's episode number 15. Like, it all just correlates together. Like, it all comes together like a beautiful marriage. Like, your high school sweetheart that you that you met back in high school, and, and, and you guys grow up now, you guys got your own businesses, you guys um, stayed together, y'all stuck it out, and y'all got married, y'all had kids, and y'all still in love with each other. That's what this feels like to me, man, because it all goes together so perfectly. Y'all don't let outside influences um, penetrate your minds and stuff like that to ruin y'all connection. That's what this feels like to me i feel like i got a genuine following and that's you guys that's now i i i i I welcome bandwagon jumpers (laughs) let's talk a little bit i welcome bandwagon jumpers because as when you went i want to talk about that a little uh, i want to talk about that a little bit when you are winning there's going to be bandwagon jumpers that's just called like like with sports like i'm a big sports guy I'm a big sports guy. Like, I'm not pretty sure. I, I don't really dive too much into the sports in my podcast or whatever like that. I leave that to the other outlets and the other people because we got a lot of platforms where they talk about sports all day. You know what I'm saying? So on my podcast, I didn't want to make that more of something that you already can get from other places. I want to offer something fresh. But I also like to talk about some of those things that goes on the world. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today in the podcast. But in the sports world, when you win, like, let's just, let's just take for instance, this year the Lakers LA Lakers which is my favorite team by the way but I feel like nowadays I have to actually defend myself a lot more than I ever had before because the Lakers have a beautiful squad this year like they got the Anthony Davis the LeBron James got Kyle Kuzma uh, 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 Dwight Howard he 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 turned he turning back into a, a reflection of himself that he was um years ago um, we got so many different players. Got a power. Chris Dudley coming off the bench. We got so many. We got a powerful group of people. Rajon Rondo. And the list just goes on. It's like a damn all-star team on the LA Lakers right now. They got the best record in the West right now. We killing things. But I feel like I have to defend myself now because now that everybody sees that not only do we have an all-star roster, but we're actually implementing the roster in a great way. We're actually winning. So it's like... You got with that with that being said, you're gonna have bandwagon jumpers. So bandwagon jumpers jump wherever the success is. You know what I mean? Whatever whoever is the being the most talked about, that's where bandwagon jumpers go. 
That's where the followers go. That's where those people go. So I have to defend myself against my own team when I get in conversations with people when it went related to sports. I have to find myself defending myself when it comes to a team that I automatically like. I got apparel. I got the hats. I got the jerseys. I got all that stuff, man. But when I wear it out in public, people say, oh, okay, okay. Oh, so you like it just because LeBron. Oh, you like it just because... Uh, Anthony Davis, they doing good this year. So you, so I have to find myself defending myself. But I come to find out when I get in these conversations with people, these these debates, these <laughs> at a barber shop or whatever. When I get in these debates, uh, and I and I and, and I prove how much of a fan I am against a bandwagon jumper. Bandwagon jumpers always get emotional and they get in their feelings. <laughs> so, but basically, the reason why I brought that up was when you winning in life, you're going to have bandwagon jumpers. Bandwagon jumpers are going to come, and, and, and once you start losing or once you become less popular, they don't want to be on your bandwagon anymore. They're going to jump on another winner's bandwagon. So I, I said all that to say this: I feel like this podcast uh, is 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 a place of for authentic fans, but I welcome bandwagon jumpers too because they're going to give me the notoriety to actually introduce me to their audiences for the time being. And but while I have their attention. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to keep it for as long as I possibly can. So therefore, when they do jump that everybody's not going to jump with them because I'm going to I'm going to provide something that's going to sustain them for longer periods of time. So just because a whole group of bandwagon jumpers jump, everybody doesn't jump away when you start losing. Everybody doesn't jump away because you provided they gave you a period where they 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 allow you to make mistakes. They allow you they'll, they'll grow with you. They're, they're with you for the long haul. Not willing to pack this shit in the U-Haul. They, they, those, 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 those jumpers, those, those people that came as a bandwagon jumper will eventually stay. So, and, and that's kind of like how I approach all my material, everything that I put out there in the world. That's how I approach everything that I do. You know what I mean? So, what, so I don't feel bad. I don't get all hurt in my feelings, get all emotional, all because people are not standing, people are not paying attention. Uh, let me give you an example. On my TikTok page, right, there was an individual in my messages um, I had posted a video last week and there's an individual in my messages. He had said that um, he missed the fact that I had a lot of attention on my page and now I'm, I'm in a drop. And um, and but but he likes the fact how I just keep posting and I don't let it affect me. That touched me when I read that message that touched me because that's exactly what I do. You know what I mean? Like, like, like I know, see, and, and, and I want, I want to get this message out here to you guys. Like anybody that may be listening to this podcast right now, okay, you're young, older, whatever it is in between, whatever you are, I want to get this message out here, out there to you in this moment right now. Keep working, keep working, keep creating. Don't worry about the people. Focus on your craft. Focus on what it is that you are in love with about your talent, what God has blessed you with. Keep creating because the people are going to come. The people, the, 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 the people, um, the, the, um, the, the people, the core people that's going to instill into you, that's going to help you build. That's not going to just watch you build. They're going to help you build. Those people are going to stay with you, but you're not, you're never going to get introduced to that audience if you don't start. You have to start somewhere. And I know a lot of people say that a lot of financial gurus and motivational guys, they say that a lot. You have to start where you are and all this other stuff, but they don't really give you the step by step to actually um, to, to, to make you feel proud of actually doing what you're about to do and, and your craft and whatever it is that you're talented with. And a lot of things that they don't tell you is the peer pressure that you may be influenced by. 
some of the things that you may do. Some of the things that you may, um, that may be holding you up in the process. You may get judged if you start. You may be the different one in your bunch. You may be the only one that's thinking those thoughts. And the people around you are not supportive of those thoughts. So if you start where you are, it's like, man, what? Okay, I ain't got no support because nobody, no, nobody knows about what I'm doing. Let's just take, if you are a tennis player and you're raised around basketball players, it's like, okay, I'm a tennis player. I, I, can't get, I can't get nobody to play with me because nobody likes tennis. I'm the only one that likes tennis. So in the game of tennis, you basically play, you playing with somebody else. You know what I mean? I mean, you can hit the ball with yourself against a wall or whatever, but it's meant to be played, uh, playing, playing against somebody else on the opposite side of the net. So if you are a tennis player being raised around basketball players and you're in love with tennis, that's like, Oh my God, like, how can I get somebody to relate to my situation? How can I get somebody to understand where I'm coming from when my environment and the people that I'm around, immersed around on an um, everyday basis, they don't understand what I'm trying to do. And I just use tennis as an example. I'm not saying you're a tennis player or, or you like tennis or whatever. I'm just saying that I'm just using that as an example. But you may be the tennis player in a group of volleyball players. You know what I mean? You never know. So what you got to do, Mr. and Mrs., whoever that's listening to this, you have to be so in love with that gift or what up, God, that you got to be so passionate. You have to be so driven to do what it is that you do that you don't worry about the outside influences or what everybody else is doing. Because you being so in love with that is going to keep your focus on it. Not saying you're not going to have hard times. You're going to have hard times, most definitely. But you're going to have to be so focused on getting to that pinnacle or whatever it is you're trying to get to within that sport within that thing that you do with art whatever it is that you do you got to be so focused on that to where it's going to eventually get the attention of those people who was focused on other things and i'm gonna give you an example another example like with my what this is what i do with my son this may be segueing a little bit into parenting but this is what i do with my son like my son is his dad's child like it's it's like I'm raising myself all over again. You know what I mean? Like the the things that my mother probably used to get frustrated by me, by the things that I used to do when I was young, are the same things that I get frustrated with my son. But it's a it hits a little different because I'm raising myself. It's like I knew who I was at a young age, but I just had problems identifying with it just due to my surroundings and where I was raised. You know, I'm basically coming from poverty stricken situation. Y'all know the story, but. I had, I knew who I was, but I sheltered a lot of that because of who I, the, the things that I was around and stuff. So it, 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 I had to, I had to feel more, fall in love more with my isolation than more than the, the, the surroundings of the people that was that, that was around me. But when I look at my son, when I see the things that my son, his habits and stuff, it's so much like myself. It's like we're twins. Of course, obviously we look different, but. It's like we're twins, his behavior patterns, the things he likes to do. It's me all over again. And it frustrates me because it's like, I, I know what to do with it, but I don't at the same time, if that makes sense, because this is a child, like, you know what I mean? Like, and, and, and I'm raising him in a, I'm raising him in an environment where I feel like it's like, I feel like I'm failing in a lot of cases and stuff. So it, it constantly keeps me on my P's and Q's and try to be attentive to everything that he's doing, even though I know that I can't. But it's like, yo, it frustrates me from time to time because it's like I'm raising myself. I'm raising myself. But I, I, I but but I put him in a scenario all the time where if he gets bored, I have a, I have the saying in my household called make boring fun. 
I say that all the time to my son. My son knows it like the back of his head. I've been saying it since he was born. Make born fun. Make born fun. Make born fun. So now he knows exactly what it is. It's it's like a second identity to him. Like he knows what that means every time I say it. I say and what let's just say we're out and about. We go to a park. If you paid attention to my social media, you probably know what I'm about to get to. But we're out and about. What I do is I take my son to different parks. Like, um, like, well, like, because my son, my son is my only child. Like, I don't have any other children. Like, um, I, you know what I mean? I babysit um, his brothers from time to time, like whatever, like that. Uh, I have nieces and nephews and stuff like that. Just where my son can have that influence of people, his, his who his age is um, that he can identify with on right right now directly. Because um, I'm in a I'm, I'm much older than him. Like, I can't relate to everything that he's going through because he's a child and I'm a grown man. But what I do is. When my son wants to hang around his peers and people that's around him, I don't get all jealous or whatever. I just I say, you know what? Let's go make boring fun. So what I do is I take him to um, a different parks and different situations where it's a lot of kids and where he doesn't know anybody. He don't know anybody at all. They don't go to his school. He's never seen them before. And he'll see a group of people over there playing or whatever like that. And I say, go make boring fun. Sometimes he'll do it. And sometimes he, he's nervous and he, he don't want to do it and he don't he just want to stay up under me. But I basically tell, hey, man, you're going to have to learn how to do this. So what he does is I usually give him a, a icebreaker, like a basketball or or hacky sack. Like I, I have like four hacky sacks around my house. I'll give him a give him a hacky sack to, to, to break the ice. And what he'll do is if he uh, if he's a presumptuous enough to actually go over there and ask, can he play with people, play with the other kids or whatever? He'll have that in his hand. So therefore, he doesn't have to use his words to actually feel weird. You know what I mean? But what I did was I got him out of a situation that actually was prohibiting him from finding of introducing him to an audience that he could potentially that could potentially not be bandwagon jumpers. And it's also also um, boosting up his self-esteem a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like actually knowing how to interact with people, sometimes with words, sometimes not. But it's actually giving him the courage to actually keep putting himself out there like that. You know what I mean? So that's kind of like what I like to do with him. And it's like I want to like let you guys know before you can actually go out there and do your thing. You have to fall in love with whatever it is that you have. But if it wasn't for me spending time and letting him know how great he is and, and also putting him in a situation to where he's able to unwrap his gift or whatever it is he's doing, because the icebreaker is the hacky sack. The icebreaker may be the basketball because that's something that people can actually relate to. That's something that people can actually relate to. Like, like something sports. And a lot of times the kids are already playing a sport. And I'll just tell my son, go make boring fun by asking them, could you play with them? Boom, boom, boom. Sometimes he get turned down. Sometimes he don't. Uh, one, one other in one other case real quick is um, I went to Hooters. You know what I mean? Like, and it was some, it was some boys that was his age and they was over there playing pool. And my son just kept staring at them. He just kept staring. He kept staring. He'll look at me. He'll talk to me like me. I like to have one-on-ones with my son, find out what's going on in his head, talk to him. You know, I said, what's going on in school? How's your learning? Like, do you feel like you're having a hard time? Do I have to come up there and sit down? Boom, boom, boom. You know what I'm saying? We'll talk like that, but he'll be drifting in and out of the conversation because I speak on a higher level. So I try to speak on his level from time to time. I get, get caught my foot in my mouth from time to time, but I feel like I'm very successful at it. But I also know that I'm dealing with the mindset of a young child. You know what I'm saying? Like, so therefore their attention spans is all over the place. So between the conversation between me and him, he kept drifting off looking at the, the, the other kids, the boys that was over there playing pool. So I say, Junior, 
You want to judge Jay Jr. Do you want to just go make Born Fun, man? Go because I, I was getting a little bit frustrated because I was really talking to him, but at the same time, I know that he want to go play with play with the um, the, the um, other kids. So I'm like, okay, cool. I say, Junior, just go make Born Fun real quick. He said, uh, what if they tell me no? I say, man, what did I tell you about that? You know what I mean? You, you know, just do it, just do it, and let the chips fall where they may. Let the chips fall where they may. You know what I mean? So go out there, do your thing, and let the chips fall where they may. And he went to go do it. I didn't have no icebreaker at the time because we was in a restaurant, but he went over there. He asked him, could he play? And, and luckily for him, they said, sure, because it was three little boys over there. So they needed a fourth person to, to, to play teams. So he was actually the connecting piece to, to provide for someone else's team. So, but if he never really, if I never really instilled that in him about actually how to uh, feel good about himself. And feel encouraged enough to actually go out there and introduce himself, whether he have an icebreaker or not. He would stay, he would stay like wrapped up in his cocoon and never want to go go out and play. And that may be you. That may be the person that I'm, that's listening to this podcast right now. Like before you go out there, before you do your thing out there, I need you to fall in love with whatever it is that you do, or feel passionate enough about what it is that you do. So therefore, if you introduce yourself to whatever it is environment that you're in, introducing yourself to, if that those people are not relating to what it is that you do, it doesn't drift you off and be, and so you don't feel subjected to peer pressure. You know what I mean? So I want to really get that out there and really be the poster child for that. You know what I mean? Not saying that you have to feel isolated or be comfortable in the isolation. Because I know that the connecting pieces these days is having an actual interaction. And in social media these days, no, no, I ain't going to say social media. But in technology, in technology these days, everything is distracting us. Everything distracts us from reality. Everything is, um, you got so many apps. You got so many different things. You Everywhere you walk, you got people got their eyes on their phone. People don't know how to communicate with each other anymore. That's becoming a lost entity. That's becoming extinct in some sort of way but what i do is I not only i apply this to myself i apply it to my son also i say still get good at it get good at still trying to interact with other people because for uh, history for a large portion re, uh, um re-implements itself like it reintroduces itself in some type of way it may not be a, a, a come back in its original form but in some type of way it reintroduces itself and it's going to be popular again so what you need to do is you need to get good at it now so when it does reintroduce itself you already ahead of the curve because everybody else is getting lost in the sauce that's like cursive they don't teach cursive in school anymore in elementary they don't teach cursive so my son was looking at me as I make um, transactions in stores or whatever, and they asked for my signature. I didn't even know this for a large portion. And, and my son was looking at me sign signatures. He was looking at me sign my name. Me and him got the same name, obviously. So he was looking at the way that I signed my signature in cursive. And one time I was driving home and I had my notebook, right? I had my notebook that I write my poetry in. had a few pages, empty pages. And my son asked, could he draw in it? So normally I don't let him use my journals or anything like that. But this time I said, yeah, go ahead. So um, he opened the book and he was just, I thought he was going to draw a picture or something. But he was actually practicing how to write his name in cursive because he seen me do it. So I'm like, oh, snap. I didn't even know that he was actually paying attention to me like that. Of course, I know he's paying attention because he's under me a lot. So you're going to have to take something from me. But I didn't know that he was paying attention in the way to where he was actually copying something that he's seen me do. So I was like, yo, that's crazy. That's crazy. So what you need to do, people, is that you have to feel comfortable 
with who I know I keep saying the same thing over and over. You have to feel comfortable with what it is that you are and whatever it is that you're passionate about, despite whether people are doing it around you or anything. You still have to feel comfortable with it. So therefore, you're not subjected to the peer pressure of what everybody else is doing. And you can get those same sorts of people. You can get their attention by doing what it is that you love to do. And they're going to seek because love is just as infectious and positivity is just as infectious as negativity. But positivity don't get the same dang on um, respect that negativity does because negativity just keeps attention. And positivity just seems to drift away between it because everybody can't relate to positivity. Everybody can't relate to being happy. Like there's so many things to be negative or feel sad about because we live in a depressing world. Uh, negativity seems to hold your attention a lot more than um, positivity. But positivity has to, if not even better, more of a uh, more of an attention span than, than than negativity. If you are approaching it with the right for with the right intentions, it can keep your attention and it can make you feel happy for longer periods of time. So that's why I say you fall in love and you keep that. Whether the people come and whether the people drift off, you still keep that and you still don't let that waver. So. When the people do come back or whatever, those people may who, who come back who were bandwagon jumpers to begin with, they're going to stay this time because you had something that actually kept their attention and they actually came back to you this time. You know what I mean? So that means if they came back, you're going to they're going to stay for a large portion. But you got to do what you got to do to stay consistent. So when that guy told me that on my TikTok message, it touched me because. I was like, yo, like, okay, he's been paying attention to me, but I know I'm not the only person he follows. So he drifted away from me, but he, when he came back, whatever video that I posted that got his attention, he eventually came back and he seen the fact that I was still doing me and I didn't change because, uh, all the attention that I had on my page at a period of time. And, and I didn't waver from who I was as a person and that attracted that, uh, that, that follower or whatever to keep following me and not only follow me, but share a lot of my videos with other people because a lot of people don't know what consistency looks like. So if I was a, uh, a beacon of light when it came to being consistent and being in love with your natural gift. I'm inspiring him now to keep doing what he's doing or whatever, what a follower um, to keep doing what they're doing and not only follow them, not them being in love with their gift, but them sharing it. So they're for their audience of people could uh, be a beacon of light to somebody. So if that's not it, anything that I get across to you guys today, I want that to be a little bit of a, a, a of a light, of a light beam, of a high beam of inside your mindsets to don't worry about if you're different in an environment to where you feel like you have to fall subjected to peer pressure just because you have nobody that's relatable around you. Don't don't fall victim to that. We got too many victims of that. We got too many victims. Like I'm pretty sure we're all influenced. We all are subjected in some type of way, but don't 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 because it's like when 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 that happens like you go cold turkey it's like you automatically just forget about everything you're doing because you're the only different person that's doing it hold your gun stick to your guns and do your thing reload your holster and do what you got to do do what you got to do and keep doing it you know what i mean because it can get i know it can get draining i know it can get frustrating but keep doing what you do because you're going to be the person that's rewarded in the end while everybody else still bandwagon jump okay guys now with that being said i'm going to take a short break and when i come back I rarely talk about things that's going on in society like when as far as like the topics that the, the, the major media outlets talk about and things of that nature. I rarely talk about those type of things because I feel like it's so many different outlets to talk about the same thing. But this one was too much for me not to talk about. 
So when I come back, I'm going to talk about the whole Nick Cannon Eminem thing. Like I normally don't talk. I leave that to other outlets to talk about because you can go and talk about all those. You can go hear about all those things. So in the next segment, I'm going to talk about the whole Eminem versus Nick Cannon thing and how I feel like it is it's either detrimental to society, what's going on, and it's great for society. And I'm just going to give you my take on how everything is going and how the way that I see it. You know what I mean? I, this is more of a mental health podcast, um, but I feel like I'm going to tap into that because I feel like me touching on this topic is going to help somebody out there with a, with a different perspective on how do they see it and know that everything could be entertainment or it could be personal. So I'm going to talk, I'm gonna dive a little bit into that topic in the next segment. Just give me a moment, hear a word from my sponsor, and I'll be right back with some more food for you. Thank you. Hello, guys. Welcome back to the Let's Feast Food for Thought podcast. I am yours truly, Mr. Paul Jahogany, and that beat you just heard was by my son, Jay Jr., Jay, by my son. Um, he makes the beats on the garage band. He he loves it. Like He he went to an Apple class or whatever like that at the Apple store or whatever, and um, they taught him how to use it, and, and it just changed his life. He's just he's not been able to put the phone down. He's been making beats. Daddy, can I hear it? Can you hear this beat? Can you hear this beat? Like He's still in the beginning stages right now. But I told him that he has my major, so he has my, he has all my support. So, um, so, um, if you like that beat, feel free to support or whatever like that. Like, um, just let me know in the comments or whatever like that. Like, I'm not asking for no money or anything, but, um, cause it's going to be on my podcast. Like all the beats that he make, I'm going to put them in seg- like in between segments of my podcast and stuff like that, just to support my son or whatever like that. So guys, that beat was by my son, Jay Jr. And, um, hopefully that you like it. Okay. Now it's time to get to the meat and potatoes. Um, the whole Nick Cannon versus Eminem thing. They already had beef going on for like years and years. So we already know about all that. So, but like a decade later, it just seemed to resurface for some reason. I'm not sure why, but, um, I'm not sure who started it or whatever, but I just want to get, I just want to, um, give you my take on how I feel about this whole situation. I feel like it's, it's entertainment to say the least. I feel like it's, um, it's good for entertainment or whatever like that going back and forth. We already know the Nick Cannon versus Eminem as far as bars and rap. We already know that there's no competition when it comes to that. Like, like we already know that. And this is no diss to Nick Cannon or whatever. But um, I just feel like he, he he can't stand in the ring with Eminem, like, when it comes to the bars and stuff. So, But I don't blame him for holding his own. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't have did it with a whole bunch of people. But who am I to say? Maybe it's for entertainment. Maybe he did it for those reasons. He already knew what he was doing. He's very strategic. He's a very smart guy. So I'm pretty sure he, he planned it and he premeditated this thing way before we ever seen it on the surface so we already know what was going on and stuff with eminem and um and nick cannon and stuff because and it goes back to the relationship with mariah carey uh allegedly eminem was with mariah carey we already know about that so but i'm I'm gonna give you guys my take on the current state of what's going on right now between those two individuals like let's just let's just do a little history report on nick cannon like we already know about eminem eminem got bars we already know his career and everything like that Nick Cannon got so many slashes behind his name. It's so ridiculous. He don't put so many people on. Like Nick Cannon is the only guy that I know that's getting his roses while he's still living. I don't think we take time enough to highlight that. 
because we get so caught up in the BS and we get so caught up in all the little hoopla what's going on, what what's trending, like what everybody's talking about. We we don't we don't acknowledge what what he has done. Like he's like like I think it's fans we don't really acknowledge it. Like his peers in the industry along with him they acknowledge it. And I think that uh, he's like one of the only people with the exception of Jay Z and the and the and the, and the P Diddy's of the world and stuff like that. Like the major moguls of the world. Um, in the culture in black culture, he's like one of the only entertainers out there that um that that's getting the the flowers while he's still living. And so many different people that's uh, that's coming out saying that Nick Cannon did this for me back when I was trying to come up in the industry, and he's and he's been doing this thing, and he's mad rich, like, and he don't and he has classic under his, classics under his belt. He has classics. Like I'm a fan of both individuals. Like Bars Rise, Eminem got it all day. But let's just compare. What has Eminem done, with the exception of rapping, with the exception of uh, with the exception of Eight Mile? What has Eminem done? And I don't want all my Eminem fans to attack me or whatever. I'm just st- stating facts or whatever. This is a podcast where we have to analyze the situation at hand. What has Eminem done, with the exception of rap and the exception of the Eight Mile movie? What has he done with the other slacks behind his name that's more su- successful than Nick Cannon? What has he done? Like seriously, we already know he got bars. We already know that he can he can outbar pretty much anybody. He's pretty much arguably the gold in the game. We already know that. But what he's done compared to Nick Cannon? Um, that that basically puts the slashes behind his name as far as his career and stuff like that in other areas. Like I'm pretty sure he, I know he had a um, clothing line back in the early 2000s. Uh, to my young listeners, they probably may not know. They probably got to do your history on that. I'm pre- and he don't signed a few people. He don't put some people on. So he don't. Um, he got some few people and stuff like that with the Royce, the Five Nines of the world, the Obi Trices, the D12. Like uh, he he don't put some people on now. So I, I'm gonna give him his credit when the credit is due. But Nick Cannon. It's all over the place, man. This dude is just so madly talented. It's just like it's crazy from hosting shows to having classic movies in the black community and in the white and in different cultures like Love Don't Cost a Thing to Drumline to King of King of the Dance Hall, the Netflix special. This dude has been reinventing himself for years and years on end and he's still under 40 like it's like it's it's so it's so great like i i feel like we really need to acknowledge this you know what i'm saying i'm not saying like basically worship the ground he walks on but we have to idolize our stars a lot more than what we have been doing so we so we we get so caught up in the hoopla of uh, everything that's going on between the beef and stuff but we don't acknowledge what this guy has done you know what i'm saying eminem too now don't get me wrong eminem has done a lot too but you know what i'm saying in the culture we have to acknowledge our stars a lot more than what we have been doing. And Nick Cannon, dude, like, I'm not even going to say that the dude is a bad rapper. I'm, I'm going to say he's kind of corny. I think he just has a negative stigma around his name because he's corny in a way. But all nerds are corny. Like, we're all nerds are corny. Like, that's what you don't understand. He's a nerd. I'm a nerd. Like, like there's nerds out there. You know what I'm saying? All nerds are corny in their own way. So I don't I don't think he's a bad rapper. You you guys cannot sit here and tell me that uh, for my older people who may be listening to this podcast right now, you guys can't sit and tell me that you wasn't feeling the Gigolo song when it first came out. If you say that you wasn't feeling that song, get the hell out of here with that. I don't want to hear none of that. Like yeah, I ain't saying go on when you went and bought this album, but I'm what I am saying is you was feeling that song with him and R. Kelly. You like that song, and, and a lot of you guys probably still sneak and listen to it you know what i mean it's probably still a part of a lot of y'all playlists but there ain't nobody gonna come by to say it because it's nick cannon now i don't know what the negative stigma is i'm not saying that he got bars 
but he's not a bad rapper. He's just corny at times. You know what I'm saying? Like, he just got that. He's a nerd. That's what we do. You know what I'm saying? We have those little negative stigmas about ourselves that we don't really, you know what I'm saying? We're not really that that guy. You got to understand that or how he was raised and he comes from like the hood now let's get let's get let's get it understood he comes from the hood but he was the he was the he was the nerd with a hood address it's a lot of us out there like that it's a lot of us out there like that we're nerds we were probably homebodies we probably wasn't around the whole um in the streets and everything like that but we're nerds at heart probably was homebodies probably wanted to stay in the house and play our video games but the address that we lived in which was poverty or whatever whatever the situation was it was chaos and that's where he comes from but he stayed true to himself along the time and everything like that and this is no discredit to eminem or whatever like that but with nick cannon nick cannon just have way more slices behind his name he has more sweat uh, i ain't gonna say sweat equity in the game because eminem does his thing too but nick cannon is more widely respected as far as like being an entertainer you know what I mean? And, 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 and let me touch a little bit on the whole beef situation. Cause I know I'm just talking about Nick Cannon or whatever like that. And I'm an Eminem fan. Like I, I don't want, I want to get, make this clear. I'm an Eminem fan, but I have to be, I have to play de- um, devil's advocate when it comes to both situations. We already know that Nick Cannon can't out rap Eminem. We already know that. So I'm going to play devil's advocate when it comes to Eminem a little bit. Like basically like with Eminem, like I know, I know that excuse the sound excuse the, excuse the sound in the back guys but anyways i'm gonna play the devil's advocate a little bit when it comes to the whole situation a little bit and i'm gonna analyze both like with nick cannon what you have to understand is that with this beef what a lot of people will do in the industry what a lot of people will do is that they will nick cannon has been killing the game for so long right so many people are coming out giving him his just due so many people are coming out saying, hey, Nick Cannon helped me out. Nick Cannon put me on the show. I wouldn't have a career if it wasn't for Nick Cannon. And Nick Cannon's the most unselfish guy. He'll just play the background. He's rich. He'll just put anybody on. If you're talented and if he likes you, he has no problem putting you in the spotlight because it's not going to affect him. So many people have come out and said that in the industry. Now, I want you guys to pay attention to something. Like, it's a lot of people that may envy that. That's why they haven't came out and spoke on it. They may envy that success that Nick Cannon is giving other people. So what they did was not saying that these individuals did that who came out to help um, to uh, to help Eminem. Not saying these individuals did that. Uh, these are their intentions. But what some people will do is they what they, they couldn't find any negative reason, with the exception of Nick Cannon's rapping style. They couldn't find any other negative thing to throw at Nick Cannon besides this situation. So they may have used this situation to actually throw their darts at him. You know what I mean? And they and, and they hide behind the fact that it's competitive. You know what I mean? Sometimes you got to watch people's moves because why all of a sudden everybody's coming for him? You know what I mean? I know. And I know Eminem came out. I mean, Nick Cannon came out and he dissed Eminem with a whole bunch of his black squad crew on Wild and Out. I understand that. But what you have to understand, all these dudes that's uh, coming to front for for um, um, Eminem, they're skilled rappers. They're respected in the game. Whoever got called out or whatever, they're skilled rappers. So you have to understand, like, why uh, why are you using this situation to come at him? You know what I mean? When you already know the, uh, the situation, you already know how it's going to play out. You know what I mean? You have to watch certain moves like that. I haven't heard anything from any of these other dudes until this situation with Eminem and um, Nick Cannon came out. Now, all of a sudden, we got so many dudes saying this, that, and the third about Nick. And what happened is, I just feel that. These people probably didn't. I'm just generally speaking. I'm just I'm just generally speaking. I think these people possibly 
may not have liked Nick Cannon. And he may have used this to hide their hate or hide whatever it is about him to where it actually, so they don't have to make it come out, come come across as a hater, pretty much. You know what I mean? So they're using this Eminem beef or whatever, and they're coming out and, they, and they're saying that this about Nick Cannon, you need to stop doing this. So, but they're hiding the fact that they're actually hating on him through the beef. And you have to watch certain people like that in your everyday living. Sometimes people are not going to tell you how much they don't like you or whatever like that. But but when as soon as a situation come out, they'll hop, they'll use that to say that they don't like you. But all along, they never really liked you to begin with. So you have to pay attention to certain people like that. You know what I'm saying? Not saying that none of these individuals. I'm a fan of all of them as well. But not saying not saying that. But at the same time, it does make you raise your antennas a little bit. Why? Why all these dudes are coming at Nick Cannon? We already know that Nick Cannon can't get busy on the mic when it comes to Eminem or any other other rappers who was a part of it. We already know that he can't get busy like that. We already know that. You know what I mean? But he's not a bad rapper. Like, have you seen some of his spoken word on YouTube? The spoken word videos that he does? He, this dude not know how to put words together and stuff. He's not bad. He's just talented. But he's just kind of corny. That's like the only stigma that he has. But all nerds are corny. But anyways, the whole situation, what I've learned from this whole situation, in a nutshell, is you have to watch people's moves because not everybody is happy for you. Like a lot of dudes came out the woodwork saying Nick Cannon this and Nick Cannon that. But I ain't hear nothing from those dudes when everybody was giving Nick Cannon credit about giving him his flowers and stuff like that. None of those dudes came out and said anything. And he said it and, and they're protecting a guy that can actually rap. Eminem can bar. Eminem don't need nobody to speak on his behalf. He could bar for days. He could he could probably wrap Nick Cannon up in the bag and ship him off somewhere with, 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 a, with just a few bars. He don't even need no help. So it just made me think like, yo, why are these people coming out and protecting Eminem when Eminem know how to rap? It just never, it just never, I just never understood that. But you just gotta watch people like that. It does certain things. I'm not sure if I'm making myself clear to a lot of people out there because this story kind of like, it's entertaining. I know it's entertaining, but it also made me think about certain things when it comes to real life and generalizing um, people and how to analyze people. So just pay attention to how certain people do and how they uh, throw rocks and hide their hand when it comes to other people that you may be affiliated with. So therefore, we won't get caught up in situations like this. And if you do see people who do things like this, then you may just really need to reevaluate your circle. So therefore, you can get some of these things about it there. But guys, that's it in a nutshell. I'm going to take a quick break real quick. And when I come back, I got the serious joke of the day. Thank you. Hello guys, welcome to another segment of what I like to call Time for a Serious Joke. Now, if you've been listening to my serious jokes on my podcast from the beginning of leading up to now, I'm going to do something a little different this time around. I know, I know, I know. I'm going to do something a little different. You know what I mean? Like, I, I usually, do, around this time of the year, I usually go out and I like to play games with strangers, like people. You know what I'm saying? I just like to strike up innocent conversations and just do things that people wouldn't normally expect but all, all but in a safe way so due to the fact that it's um almost christmas time or whatever like that we're in the holiday season i like to play like black santa claus you know what i mean and i like to go out and i have my little sticky notes and stuff in my pocket and um i'll just go out and i'll ask random strangers just questions random questions and stuff like that so what you're about to hear you're about to hear a, a session of me with a complete stranger i was inside of a target and um and and this person had went out of her way to 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 accommodate the process. 
So a comment to make my, my, my process as, as pleasurable as possible. You know what I mean? So I wanted to reward her with a joke. But what to my surprise, I didn't expect for it to go as well as it did. You know what I mean? I expect for her just to get a kickle, uh, a chuckle, a laugh or whatever like that and just going by my business. But she played along with it. But she what she didn't know was that I was recording it the whole entire time. You know what I mean? Because I like to do things like this and I like to get people in the holiday spirit. I like to make people feel good and things of that nature. So what you're about to hear is an interaction between me and that woman. So guys, hopefully you guys like it. That's the series joke of the week. And um, I'll see you guys again next week afterwards. So I hope you enjoy and let's get to it. Okay, guys, watch this. Listen very closely. Okay, ma'am. What is it that you said that you wanted? What is it that you said you wanted? Oh, what do I want? Oh, I was going to put you on my Christmas list for let me do that favor. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I figured that would make you laugh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you actually want some? Oh, you want some? Oh, go ahead. I'll go ahead and drop that down. What you want? Mm-hmm. Okay. What's really on the list? Not the little stereotypical stuff. What's really on the list? No, no spending cap. Limitless for you. Limitless for you. Okay. You saved me a trip. Limitless for you. Okay, go ahead. I got you. Just go away. Fire away. Tell me what you want. Okay. So let's, let's start with. Mm-hmm. Let's start with. Mm-hmm. Number one. That nice little MacBook. MacBook. Okay. Yes, sir. The rose gold. No, rose gold. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Oh, what else? That's petty. That's petty. Small. Oh, Come on. Oh, keep it going. Cheap change. Cheap change. Keep it going. Keep it going. I don't gave that too many times over, man. It's cheap stuff. Go ahead. <laughs> what you got? Uh, yes, I'm a walkie. Um, a walkie. You said walkie? Oh, no. Uh, oh, you wasn't talking to me? No, no. We're going to mark that, that walkie up. We're going to mark that down. Mark it down. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking to me because I heard you talking, moving your lips, so I thought you were talking to me. Okay. Oh, no. that, that one ain't okay. So, number two. Go ahead. We're going to go with... What else can I think of? Mm-hmm. Since, since the Mac is just sure. chump change. It's chump change. Chump change, man. I do this every year. Every year. I do oh, this every year. Look, look, look Come on. I, I, I deliver a lot of people's lists and stuff, so you this is nothing to me. Okay. It's nothing. So you know what? You can throw, throw a car on there. A car? What kind of car? You can't just be on just any old car. No, any old car. You're special. Come on. Separate yourself from the rest. Come on. What you got? You know what? You know what? Mm-hmm. Bugatti, anything. It doesn't matter. What you got? No Lambo. Tesla? What kind of Tesla? They come in different versions, different variations of a, of a they Tesla. Do. They do. I'm just say Tesla for right now, but I'm gonna yeah, put a slash just in case. A black Tesla. Okay. The third model. Is it okay now? When it comes to the console system, is it um the iPad Pro or is it just a regular Pro? What do you want? It's like in the console. Oh, it comes with the car. Pro. iPad Pro. iPad Pro. Okay. Ball out. We got to go all the way. Yeah. We're not trying to go home anytime soon. We're in the playoffs. Okay. We're trying to go to the Super Bowl. Let's go. Exactly. <laughs> all right, Naka, fulfill your last wish. You, you ever seen the movie Kazam? Uh, yeah. With Shaq? You ever seen it? Yeah. Three wishes, right? Yeah. 
This is your third witch. What you got? <laughs> what you got? Oh, yeah. Take your time with it. Do I have to pull up a chair? Get some popcorn? I know y'all have a popcorn section in the front. Just some money? What kind? What? How much, though? You're limiting me. I told you this is your last wish. What you got? 30 million. That's cheap stuff, man. I give those to NFL players just on my, on my, on the easy day. Come on. These guys. I give it to these guys. These guys are sorry as heck. Are you kidding me? Oh my God. 30 million. That's just one player. And that's not counting the whole team. Wow. Are you sure? Before I write, put this in pen, in ink, because it's permanent after I put it in ink. Are you sure that's it? No, you don't, you don't want to go up anymore? Is that it? 30 million. And I'm making this out, too, because I have so many people that I, so I have to make this exclusive okay. to people. So, okay. your name, please, ma'am? Maya. Maya, okay. Yes. Maya, is there any abbreviations, any special characters, like you on your Instagram, or any special characters that I need to, Oh. nothing? Just, just Maya, that's it? It's a lot of Mayas that come up. That's the only reason why I'm asking. So, if there are any special characters, like hashtag Maya, or... <laughs> Maya underscore S, like, I'm not sure. Like, is that is that it? Just Maya. So, I got like, it's a long list. Like, I have to scroll down, like, to find you. So, I wanted you to, you're special. So, capital M. Ooh, now we're getting somewhere. Capital, capital M dot W dot Y, right? No, no W? No. M. Capital M I A H. Capital M I A H. Oh, you right now. That's new right there, ma'am. That is new. Thank you so much. I'm on the way. You're on my Christmas list. I'll see you again. Holler at me next year. I got you. Look on your Christmas tree. You'll find me. Okay. All right. You made my day. Welcome back to the Let's Feast Food for Thought podcast. That beat right there that you just heard was another beat by my son, Jay Jr. Hopefully you guys like it. It's just a little snippet. So um, we're just putting them out there a little bit more, getting them a little bit more of exposure. I told him I was going to put them on my podcast and probably let my listeners listen to what he's what he's making in the oven right now. So it's a process, but um, I'm all for it. So hopefully you guys like it. But um, you know what time, you know what time it is. It's time for the dessert topping of the day. You know I couldn't let you guys leave without it. So... The dessert topping of this week is, I'm going to just keep it short and sweet. Um, just make sure that you guys are spending as much time with your loved ones and spending a lot of time with yourself. I know it's a lot of chaos going on right now. Um, stay safe out there. If you guys are traveling this year, um, which more than likely you are, uh, if you guys travel, safe travels and everything, make sure um, make sure that everything is safe, man. Try to try to be aware of your surroundings because it's a lot of crazy things that go on out there. Not trying to scare anybody, but... Um, but um, it's the holiday season, man, so it's time to stay safe and make sure when you do get around your loved ones, if you do plan on traveling, as um, 
is spend as much good time as possible. Like I know a lot of us, we don't see our loved ones a lot. We probably live in different cities. We probably are departed all the way across the world or whatever. And um, we just rarely see the people that we love a lot. So um, take this time of the year to actually enjoy um, your, 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 your family's company, your friend's company. Don't get too, now to all my adults who may be listening right now, don't get too drunk. Don't get too loaded. I know they have some fun. I know the eggnog is there in the refrigerator to, to, uh, to, to, to have a little fun and stuff like that. But try to <laughs> try to keep it at a minimum and just actually enjoy the experience of being around your family. Okay, guys, that's all that I have for you guys this, um, today. For, that's the dessert topping of the day. All right, you guys know exactly how I end every, each and every episode each and every week. So, guys, if you're ready, let's get to it. If you ever hear your stomach growl because you're hungry and you're looking for somewhere to put some food in your stomach, make a pit stop here at the Let's Feast Food for Thought podcast because I got some more food for you. And that includes leftovers. Don't forget to leave a tip. Bon appetit. And there's your dessert. (laughs) All right, guys. Stay safe out there. Love you guys. See you guys again next week. Peace.